0: October. I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson with NM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking to her, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at let's talk or, or you can go to let's That's our new web page. And everything is there. The old shows are there, the new shows are there. You want to send comments, that's where our donate button is. That would be great if you could go hit that donate button, help the show, help us grow, help us take care of our expenses in the studio, um, help us spread the word. All that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And if you want a shout out, happy birthday, happy anniversary, memory of, just type it in the information over there and we will, of course, take care of everything for you. And in advance, of course, I do thank you. So I was telling my class today. Um, I said, yesterday, I was like a third grader. I played in the dirt. And, of course, there's always some third grader who says, oh, I don't play in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, then you're not a good third grader. Of course you play in the dirt. Everybody likes to play in the dirt. So I had a neighbor who got a delivery of dirt. And so I don't know if you've ever done this before. We do it with wood chips. You can get one yard or two yards or three yards. The problem is you don't really know what that means. Um, so he probably needed one yard, and he got two yards. And in his driveway is this huge pile of dirt. So when I order dirt, then I have somebody come and do my garden and and move the dirt around, and he just gets it all out of my driveway. Um, but this guy was doing it on his own. So he sent a message to the neighbors, if anybody needs dirt. So I said, oh, I need dirt. Because, you know, around the house sometimes you gotta grade it, it's, you know, the brick and the cement is showing, and and I actually have an area in my backyard, it it gets flooded, just the back end, because it's it's majorly sloped, so I took, we didn't have a wheelbarrow, so I took my garbage can with wheels, and we, you can't fill up a garbage can with, even with wheels, you'll never be able to carry it, you won't be able to move it, so we, you know, 15, 20 shovelfuls at a time, me and my kids, back and forth, and I leveled it out, we're gonna have fun with it, and so, so far, I did not have to buy the dirt, and I was, I re- it was like one of my summer projects. I really, really wanted to get involved in the dirt, but uh, we'll see. Now that I got the dirt, we'll see uh, if I actually get the seeds in, I got to water it, and I got to get it to grow. Maybe I'll be lazy, um, but you might be wondering, what does dirt have to do with this week's story portion, and I am so glad you asked that question. The truth is it's not the main topic I want to get involved in, but it is definitely involved in this week's Torah portion. So this week's Torah portion is Nusso, and we're going to talk mainly this show, next show, I'm going to try to make a two-part show out of it, but we're going to talk a lot about the Nazir, the Nazirite, the Nazir, we're going to explain, we're going to delve in, uh, but we're going to go a little out of order, just, uh, it's not really out of order in the Torah portion. But just so you get to know where dirt comes from. So that is, um, the nuzzer is a person who separates himself basically from people. He says, he doesn't have to say it, just declaring that he's a nuzzer means no wine or intoxicating beverages, no becoming impure, which means no going to funerals, cemeteries, stuff like that, and no cutting his hair. And what that accomplishes is that he's basically by his lonesome. You're not coming to, you're not having drinks, so you're not hanging out with me, right? You're not going to come to my house, you're not going to have a drink, you're not going to go to the bar, you're not going to go to a party, you're not going to go to a, what we call a kiddish. you're not having a drink. You're not going to funerals, so you're also not like hanging out with me, right? This relative's funeral, that relative's funeral, you're not coming. You're not going to get a haircut. I for sure don't want to hang around with you. You look like you're a mess. So the Nazir is a person who is totally separating from people. Why is the Nazir totally separating from people? So for our understanding, for our purposes, the Nazir wants to become closer to God. And he feels... And the Torah seems to be on board with this—that not as a lifetime being a monk, completely away from people. You know, that's the joke with a monk, where um, a guy wants to join the monastery, and the and the, they tell him, you know, monks we don't they don't talk. So um, so he says, it, you don't talk at all. You get one word a year. You get one word a year. Okay, so after a year he says Room. Okay, room. Next year he says cold. Third year he says leaving. So the the um the head monk says um Okay, you know, good riddance. Like, all you do is complain. Right? So, I hope you got that joke. But in any case, um, the Nazir is not separating from humanity forever. Not for years. The The Nazir period is actually a 30-day period. So he can dive in, him and God, for a short period of time where he's going to work on his inner self, and he wants to become holy, and he wants to be away from people, but it's not meant to be permanent. We, as people, are in this world. We are here to be with people, not away from people. The Torah wants us to, to learn how to act, belong, help a society. We are part of a society. We are not. We are not locked away in a cave, um, never to talk to anybody. That's not what the Torah ever wanted. Big rabbis are the busiest people ever because the world is knocking on their door. They don't get to lock the door and say, I'm not talking to anybody. Even the rabbis I know, they try to lock the door. They don't really lock the door. They just don't go out into the world because they're too busy, and their phone is ringing all day long, and they're returning phone calls, and they're having meetings with people. They are the busiest people. They are the most special people. But the idea was never to be separate from people. As a matter of fact... Um, there is a discussion in the Talmud that the Nazir brings a sin offering. He brings a sacrifice called a chatos, and the chatos offering was for doing something wrong. So the Talmud wants to know this Nazir, when he finishes his thirty-day period, um, why is he um, why is he uh, bringing a, sa- a sacrifice for doing something wrong? So the Talmud discusses what exactly may he have done wrong to deserve this sin offering. But one of them is that we live in a beautiful world and you're supposed to benefit from the beautiful world we live in. It doesn't mean all you do is benefit from the world, but there's a world here and you're supposed to live in the world. You're supposed to benefit from the world, yes, and also serve God while you're doing all that. So the Nazar took that part away. So the Torah is not so happy. Again, the Torah is okay the person who becomes a for a short period of time. But this is not his lifelong endeavor. He needed to get away to focus internally. Great. You focus internally, you took care of what you needed to do, you got closer to God. You're supposed to take your new level with you, right? The nazir who becomes a nuzzer is supposed to take this level of. Serving God with Him, and perhaps that's why the Nazir, um, that's why the Nazir, he has to bring the sin offering. That's fine, but he's got to move on, right? He's got to serve God in this world, right? It's no big deal to serve God when you're not part of the world, but you got to serve God when you're part of the world. So fine, that's the gist of what's happening with this Nazar. But what does that have to do with dirt? I told you I was playing the dirt. So the answer is very interesting that this week's story portion juxtaposes two big sections. One, the Nazar, which we just talked about. We're going to spend way more time on Nazar soon. But I want to tell you what that has to do with dirt. And and part two, the, or really precedes, is what's called the Sota. A Sota is a lady whose husband suspects we don't have proof but the husband suspects that she's having an affair husband suspects he finds out his wife is hanging out with another guy he tells his wife you cannot be alone with that person he warns in front of two witnesses Um, witnesses say we see or we saw that she was again alone with that person and she of course is claiming that she is innocent doesn't matter what her excuse is, why he's alone with him. But she says she's not having an affair. But now we have a problem. This husband and wife, obviously, are going to be fighting. He's accusing her. She's denying it. What can we do? So God says, I'll take care of the problem. The husband brings her up to the temple. And they're going to have her bring the sota sacrifice. It's a flower. It's a barley flower sacrifice. Obviously, this is not the best lady ever because she was warned not to be alone with him. She's still hanging out with him. But maybe the husband's a little bit of a, you know, too controlling. There's lots of possibilities. Certainly, she's not the modest type of wife that uh, we appreciate. So she's not bringing the nice of sacrifices and she won't be allowed to wear the nice of clothes. And, And we make her a little bit disheveled. And she has to—we're going to we're gonna, we're actually write the, the Torah portion about the so that has God's name there. And God will allow his name to be erased because it's going to create peace between husband and wife. How is it going to create peace between husband and wife? Because if the woman is innocent, she will drink this mixture of water, dirt. Tell you how to get the dirt. We're going to take do- dirt from the floor, water, dirt, and we're going to erase— this Torah portion of the sotah in the water, and she's going to drink it. If she had an affair, she's dead. She will die. Her body will—who knows what happens to it? There's descriptions in the Torah. She will die. But if she doesn't die, that means that she's innocent. So God says, I'm allowing my name to be erased so that we're going to create peace between husband and wife— in a case where she's innocent. She's not innocent in the case. She's going to die. She doesn't have to drink the water. She can admit and say that I had an affair. Fine, you had an affair, you get divorced, and everyone will move on. But if she says, I'm innocent, we need something to help the husband. Anyways, I don't want to say generally because that's really the wrong word, but this idea of of a of a lady having an affair could be, many times will be caused by people drinking. So the Torah says, you saw a lady in this situation, you need to separate yourself from wine, you need to be more settled, and that leads to the nuzzer. The nuzzer is the person who, he can't quit drinking wine cold turkey. It's just too hard to say, it's like a guy says, I'm not going to smoke. Well, what do you think happens the next day? He needs a cigarette. Right, a guy says, okay, I'm not I'm not going back to the bar. I gotta become more settled. <laughs> and he goes to the bar the next day, like, why not? So, but if you go ahead and declare you're a nuzzer, now the Torah forbids you, now it became a sin that I can force myself to stop drinking wine for a while, and that's where the idea will come from that the nazir is not drinking wine, he is forcing himself to be careful not to drink wine. And therefore, the Torah juxtaposes these two Torah portions. You know, following in that uh, conversation, the Talmud brings an interesting case. Um, There's another law you need to know about, and that is that the Nazar is not allowed to go to a cemetery. What if, uh, his bad luck, uh, he's uh, in a room and somebody drops dead, somebody dies. So now he's impure, he's Tameh. So he has to make himself pure. And he asked to actually bring an, a special sacrifice because he became impure so that he can restart his counting. So in the Second Temple, one of the first uh, high priests' name was Shimon HaTzadik. And Shimon HaTzadik would not partake of a sacrifice brought by another who became impure, who became tummy, because he figured the guy really feels bad. And perhaps if he really feels bad, he's maybe no longer a real Nazir, except once. Thomas says one time a man came and he was bringing this sacrifice and very handsome person, beautiful hair, long hair, gorgeous movie star. And this Shimonat says to the man, Why do I become a Nazir? You got to shave off all this hair. He said, I'll Tell you the truth. I'm a simple farmer. I don't even have a mirror. I don't even know what I look like. But one time I was by a, a, a spring, and I look at my, at my reflection, and I see I'm, I, I'm a handsome guy. I'm, I'm gorgeous. And my evil inclination was saying, you know, you go out there, the girls will just be hanging on to you. And I couldn't have that happen. I, I, I can't have that. So I told my evil inclination I'm going to cut off my hair. But you know how it goes with evil inclinations. You say you're going to cut off your hair. By the time you get the scissor, uh, you know, uh, it's not so bad. Uh, What's a big deal? I declared I'm a nuzzer. And a nuzzer, when the process of Nazirus is over, has to shave off all his hair. This way I would guarantee myself that I could fight my evil inclination. So on that, on that... Um, went outside gave him a kiss and says, You're the first Nazir that I know I can see, even though you became impure, but you have no regrets for becoming a Nazir, and therefore I am happy to partake from your sacrifice. Okay, so I know we don't have too much time in this show. I told you it's going to be two parts, and I wanted this week to discuss the most famous Nazir in Jewish history, There's, there are a couple famous ones. One, by the way, is Samuel the prophet. You probably didn't know that, but the, of course, the most famous Nazir is Shimshon or Samson, Shimshon Agibar or Samson, the mighty. Where we all well, at least a few stories we must know, which we're gonna delve into. He his life um, actually has multiple chapters. In, in Judges, and he is certainly a fascinating personality, and a very, um, I don't want to say controversial, that's really, that's really the wrong word, but his life seems to be full of contradictions. You know, he's obviously a great person. The Torah is not wasting a few chapters on a wicked guy. But as we go through the story, it doesn't sound like he's such a great guy, so I would like to take the time for us to delve into his life, to talk about things, what we can learn about his life, and we'll start with this show, but I have a feeling a lot of stuff will be continued over into the next show. So it starts with a family. He's from the tribe of Dunn. His father's name was Manoach. Um, his mother's name is not there. Tzalifanya, I think her name was. Um, In any case, an angel comes to Samson's mother. Samson's not born yet. They're a childless um, couple. And the angel comes to the mother and says, you're going to have a child. This child is going to save the Jewish people. At this time, the Jewish people had sunk, which in the time of the judges happens, it's like a a roller coaster. We're good. God's with us. Things are so good, we start to forget about God. Remember, there was no... We'd come from... Egypt come from the desert, come into Israel. We all have our own land, and we're like creating our own nation, and that led to a lot of problems because there wasn't there wasn't a king that had you know everybody um, you know in lockstep behaving holidays, um, just how how we live our lives. There were no schools. The society was just very very different. Very you know everybody ran their own life basically. And they didn't even have the concept of synagogues. You wanted to pray, you prayed. you wanted to bring a sacrifice. you had to go travel to the tabernacle. It was a it was a different kind of life. everybody became farmers. everyone was sort of establishing themselves. So every time the Jewish people took a turn down, then they started doing idol worship, then God would send one of the neighboring nations to conquer the land of Israel. then we would cry to God. And then a judge would come to protect us, and he would create some small army, and they would get rid of all the invaders, and the cycle repeated itself all over again. By the time we get to Samson, again, the Jewish people have sunk. But this time, they're not even praying. We don't deserve a leader who's going to band the Jewish people together. We don't deserve to chase out the, the Philistines who had invaded. What we deserve is that they, should, they could be with us, but at least they should let us live. That much we deserve. So Samson will become that judge, that leader, that even though he's not driving out the Philistines, that won't really happen till we get to King Saul, uh, but at least we're going to have a judge, a leader, that they're going to leave us alone. But he's going to have to be a one-man show. That's who Samson's going to become. But the story starts with his parents. What happens? Um, The angel comes to Samson's mother and says, you're going to have a child. This child will be a Nazir from his birth, which means he's not declaring himself a Nazir for 30 days. He's a lifelong Nazir. However, he doesn't have all the laws of a lifelong nazir. Instead, he's going to be, he can't become, he can't drink wine. That's rule number one, no wine. And rule number two is that um, he can't cut his hair. That's the rules. And the angel says to the mother, and when you're pregnant with him, right, when you're raising him as a child, you and your husband have the same rules. You're raising this child, you have the same rules. So it is fascinating. Um, the fa- so she goes back and tells her husband. She obviously is more righteous because she deserves to see the angel. Her husband at this point did not deserve to see the angel. And her husband says, "I don't understand. We need the angel again. We need to understand the instructions." And so, uh, if you see the angel again, he didn't know it was an angel, right? They thought it was a prophet. When you see this, whoever this whoever this person was, when you see him again. Uh, Call me and I'll speak to him. So sure enough, the angel comes back and she calls her husband and the husband goes and he speaks to him and the angel says, the instructions are the same that I gave your wife. Nothing changes. You're going to have a child. He's going to be a nazir from when he's born. He's going to take care of the Jewish people and uh, you guys can't drink wine and you can't uh, cut his hair. So the father says, okay, great, can I, uh, can I thank you? How can I find you um, once the child is born? And, and uh, show our appreciation, he says, oh, and here comes the music. So we're going to do part two um, when we come back. But the music is playing. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Thank you for sponsoring wonderful Listen, you know I can't do it without you. Thank you for the production team. We have Alan in the back. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next time. I'm Abby T. Jacobson. You've been listening to NM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it. There's a house we can build. Every room inside is filled with things from far away. Special things I buy. Compl-